Welcome to Conversations with Pastor Russ. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Here's Pastor Russ. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Russ. So glad you're here today on this Thursday in May. Uh, good to have you with us. I have Pastor Look at that rhyme scheme. You. Today, this Thursday what? What? in May. You're, you're rhyming all over the place here. <laughs> this Thursday in May. Really glad you're here, whether you're listening to us on 1460 AM or at liferadionj.com or not looking, but watch, watching. Right. Yeah, looking, watching live on Facebook. And so, hey, do us a favor, if you would, please. Just hit like and then share and uh, shoot a text to somebody. Let them know you're going to want to watch this show today. Or if not, AM, FM is coming. Hey. 92.9 WIFI FM is coming Next week, just got off the phone with Joe Crouchman, Come our station on, manager, and it looks like next Tuesday, Wednesday, we're, we're so close. Love it. But it'll be all over our Facebook page. It'll be on Life Radio's Facebook page and Fountains, and we'll just let you know when, when all that's going to happen. So, For sure. So get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> also, also, you can find us on YouTube and go back and watch any of the past shows. That's right. All right. So it's good stuff happening. Um, well, we just got back from a three-day, two-day conference. Right. And um, well, two-day conference and one golf day. So <laughs> one golf day for only one of yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for me. Um, wow, man, I played golf yesterday. I could see it from the uh, the tan all over your head yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. No, forget the tan, man. I was I was hitting the ball. Get out. Oh, yeah. They started calling me Happy Gilmore <laughs> when they couldn't see my drive when it went out of sight. There you go. Anyway, hey, we've got some things to talk about today. I think that you'll find the show very interesting today. I'm absolutely sure that you will. So right now we're going to jump into this and uh, let's go. Yeah, we've been talking a whole lot about what it's like to live out our faith, um, be able to... Uh, walk out this Christian life. And um, so we're going to continue that conversation. Um, and I think there's a lot of times where we go through this Christian faith and we want God to answer us right now on some things. We want God to not, not you know, be what feels so distant. We want God to either spell it out in the sky mm -hmm. or just pass us a note so we yeah. know exactly what, yeah. what it yeah. is. Um, but the question becomes, why doesn't God reveal himself more obviously in everyday life? The question is, why doesn't God reveal himself mm -hmm. more obviously yeah. in everyday life? My first thought, my first thought on that question is, and, and think about that. I think maybe a lot of people have that question. Why doesn't God just like show himself to right, us? Right, 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 right. Um, I think that question begs to understand God with the five natural senses. Hmm. That's good. We want to, we want to, the five natural senses, see, taste, feel, mm -hmm. smell, smell, hear. Here. Okay. So we, we want to, we live this life. We live this life in, in the flesh. And so we want to understand God by the flesh. Right. And we want to wrap our mind around him using the five natural senses. Yeah. But let me tell you what. Faith is outside the five natural senses. Yeah. And it's maybe a scary place to be, but it's exactly where God wants us to be, yeah, yeah. is in faith. You know the scripture, we walk by faith right. and not by sight. Exactly. Remember um, when 
Jesus met the disciples after the resurrection, and Thomas says, ah, unless I see the nail prints right. in his hand exactly. and put my hand in his exactly. side, I, I, I won't believe. Right. And then Jesus shows up at the next visit, mm-hmm. and he says, Thomas, look here, put your hand here, touch, touch the holes in my hand and my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Then right. Jesus, like really bang, says <laughs> this, um, Blessed are those who do not see right, and, and still, still believe. believe. Yeah. So, but to the question, to the question, um, Psalm 19.1 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. Right. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't God reveal himself more obviously? I think when you look at the clockwork of the universe. Yeah or the functioning of a human body, mm-hmm. how this whole thing works. Or, think about it, the baby in the womb. That blows my mind. That's crazy. When I think how, uh, uh, like when the sperm connects with the egg, and then that fertilized egg connects itself to the uterus. You didn't think we were going to go there today, but we are. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, the, and that fertilized egg connects to the uterus, and in 30 days, there's a heartbeat. And when you look, when you look at the different stages of a child, one month, two months, three, four, all the way to nine, right. it, and tell me there's not a God. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so when you think about the universe and how uh, the earth rotates on its axis and so many miles away from the sun, and if we were just a, just a little bit closer to the sun, we would fry. Right. And just a few degrees further away, and we'd all freeze to death. I'm no expert on the galaxies or the universe, but when you look at that, how could one big bang put that together? Right. So why doesn't God reveal himself more obviously? I think he does. Hmm. I think he does. So next time you see a sunset or watch a baby be born, it's, it, God does reveal himself. Uh, the scripture says the heavens declare his glory. Take a walk in the woods and and and, uh, and listen to the birds or watch an egg hatch. I, right. I don't know. It just he, I think God does reveal Himself uh, because if it wasn't God that did all that, if He hmm. did, if He wasn't the grand architect of the universe and how human life comes into being, if it wasn't God that did that, then who did? Right. You know. Right. So I, that's my take on that, bro. Yeah, and it's it's laid out in in Scripture. It's laid out in Romans. Um, I think it's Romans one where. Uh, Paul is just talking about that God shows himself in all of these things, that he shows himself in all of creation. Um, and, and so it's, it's, if you're, if you're looking to say, okay, where, where is God? I think all of those examples that you gave are, are perfectly in line with all of that. And I'll, I'll throw, throw one more scripture at you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, in Romans chapter one, and verse 18 to 20, this may be what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, it says this, and I quote, Those who fail or refuse to discern God and his unlimited divine power and wisdom by observing creation are without excuse. There you go. God does reveal himself. Um, 
when when I when I go to the beach, uh, everybody goes down the shore, right? There we, you go. You're in New Jersey now. You don't say you don't go you don't go to the beach. You say know, you go down I, the shore. I know. When I first came, I said, "Yeah, we're going to the beach." No, 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 not no. You go down the shore. You can go to the beach if you're going to like Myrtle Beach or you're out of state. But if you're go, <laughs> if you're in state, you're going down the shore. So when you go down the shore, uh-huh. and, and and just think about. It. Here we are on, on, on the east coast of, uh, of America, on the Atlantic, and the waves are, you know, coming at us right. this way. You know, and you cross the Atlantic, and the waves are coming at you that way. Yeah. Um, who told the ocean you can only come this far? Right. And then the land would begin here. Wow, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. But, hmm. but, but let's, you know what, let's take it, that's physically. Right. Let, let's just jump into the spiritual realm for every person because I don't know who asked the question whether they were a follower of Jesus or not. Right. First of all, if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, I don't I don't need God to show up um, in my living room, right? Clothed in white. <laughs> you know how I know He exists? I was lost in sin. Yeah. Now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. To create, just to, to quote an old hymn, what when Christ comes into our life and changes us and continues to transform us think about it i was without hope right and without god in this world now i have hope yeah the bible says the holy spirit when we put our faith in jesus comes for a habitation yeah not a visitation (laughs) my in-laws come for a visitation there you go now now you got the rhymes going on again (laughs) yeah they come for a visitation god doesn't come for why doesn't he visit he didn't come for a visitation he comes for a habitation the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in my mortal body. Yeah. Gives me the, the assurance that I'm saved. If I die before I wake, I know the Lord my soul will take. I don't need to see angels and flaming swords. <laughs> I don't need to see God in visions and standing at the end of my bed saying, I am God. I don't need that. Right. Because though I've seen, though I've not seen him with my eyes, my spirit he lives in my spirit, and, and I, I don't need anything more than that. Yeah, and I think that goes to, to talk about just the way Jesus changes lives and, and to get to throw some numbers out to you, at, at all of you. I think it's a, a percentage of about 80, um, over, 80 or over that um, for people who go through some sort of um, rehab or whatever it is um, to get over any sort of drug addiction, anything along those lines, um, when they go through these programs that um, are without faith, there's a really high relapse rate. Oh, yeah. But programs that are faith-based, programs that point people to Jesus, um, they have upwards of 80% of a success rate with zero relapse. Um, And I think that that speaks to something that if you're looking for if you're looking for God to reveal himself, I think that you can see that in the testimony of other people on how how much God has changed them. Just what you're talking about. So true. So true. That there is these complete turnarounds where this is what my life looked like, that I was an addict. I was an alcoholic. I was going in this direction. And suddenly I experienced Jesus and I'm done with all of that stuff. And now this is where my life is going. That's it. Um, that's it. And that's, think, that's the greatest proof. Yeah. And it's so it's crazy to see those things happen. And you think, oh, you know, what, what, what could possibly do these things? It's got to be how great this program is. Well, no, it's how great God is. And all yeah, of this. programs don't save anybody. Yeah, I used exactly. to direct Brooklyn Teen Challenge. Right. When people came in, I said, if you think this program is going to save you, 
It won't. Yeah. Programs don't, but God does. I, I met a young girl in White Plains, a young lady. She came into our church. Every day of her life, she woke up thinking of some new way to end her life and to commit suicide. Hmm. So hopeless, so dark to want to just end your life every day of your life. Yeah. And then she came into our church, found faith in, found Jesus, put faith in Jesus. And I remember baptizing her. She's a life group leader. Crazy. Up there now. I mean, to people like that who have experienced that kind of life change, like you're talking about, yeah. that transformation, they don't need God proven to them. Yeah. A changed life. So the heavens declare his glory. The grand architect of the universe declares his glory. A baby from conception to birth declares his glory. Right. But probably the greatest is a changed life. Yeah. A transformed life is God revealing himself to us. Yeah. And I think the nature of this question in itself, um, you know, why doesn't God reveal himself more obviously to us every day? Um, I think we answered that nice mm -hmm. and fine. I think there's there might be even the idea within the question, maybe the the question that really wants to be asked here might even go a little bit further than that on when I'm looking for answers, when I'm looking for specific answers in my life, yeah. um, how come God doesn't reveal himself to us uh, so obviously? And I don't, I don't mean to throw you off base or anything like that, but how would you answer that question for somebody who um, is looking for a, a, a specific answer in their life? What is that? Does that look any different? Um, if I'm looking for God to reveal himself, if I'm looking for God to answer something for me, um, how, what does that look like for, for, for me? I think you, uh, you started out, um, sometimes we want God to write things yeah. in the sky. Or, yeah, um, write them on the walls, make it know, nice and clear and obvious. Do what you were talking about. Show yourself at the end of my bed and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't mean to throw you off no, here. No, 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 yeah, Be, because, you know, because some people are, but again, but again, um, it's, it's, it's trying to grasp God with the five senses. Yeah. Why doesn't he just speak out loud to me like he did to Moses? Yeah. Um, why can't I see him in the room where I am? Mm -hmm. it, it still begs to understand God with the five senses. Yeah. But you know what? We're, we're going to talk about God's will, I think, if we get to it, but... If we have an understanding of God's word, that answers a lot of questions for us. Yeah. Okay. But also being very um, involved in a faith community hmm. with people. Um, the Bible says that uh, in a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. Yeah. And, and, and not that people can tell me what God's will is or what God's will is not, or what's the answer? Should I marry this person? Well, are they a believer? Um, should I should I move from here and to uh, Miami, Florida? Right. We all have questions that we need answers to. We find them in the Word of God, but but then again, if there's questions outside of the Bible, like should I move to Miami? Right. When we're in a very tight knit faith community, we can pray together with one another, and yeah. we can gain wisdom and counsel from one another, and we are not without direction. Yeah. What's the scripture say? Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean 
on your five natural senses or your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, honor God. He will direct your path. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So really, it doesn't throw me. It's it's a great question. How How do I find God's answer to my question if he doesn't show up and talk to me? Yeah. Well, there are, and, and so the ways I just shared are some of those ways we discover answers to our questions. Yeah, and I think that's so good to just constantly bring yourself back to Scripture and constantly bring your yourself back to the Word of God because you get to this place where it becomes easier to discern the will of God. And again, hopefully we get to that in, in just a moment. But it gets easier to discern the will of God when I'm familiar with what His voice sounds like. And so when I feel this random urging of, you know, for some reason, you know, this, that, or the other, um, should I move to Miami? There's a job opportunity or whatever there. Um, should I move? Um, it comes, if, if we are connected with God, if we are reading his word, if we are, um, you know, seeking after the, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, these things, I, I, I'm not promising that they're going to be spilled out for you or written on the walls for you, but they become easier to discern because you're familiar with the, what the voice of God sounds like. And with what the peace of God is as well. Yeah. Um, and if there's just, you know, when, when we're trying to find answers, you know what? I get it. You know, we're all there have times in our life where we really need an answer from God. Mm-hmm. Should I go left? Should I go right? Right. But again, we have his word, but, but the real deal is there's not, uh, there, we're not going to find chapter and verse for, right. should I move to Miami? Should I change careers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or who should I marry? That's, that's when we, that's when we need intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, hearing his voice, that that's, that's not, that's not going to be audibly, but his spirit and my spirit, yeah. there can be a witness yeah. In fact, the scripture says his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Yeah. Think about that now. His how do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm a child of God? Did God whisper in my ear, "You are my son." Right. No. Right. It's a spirit to spirit. We are we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Right. Um and so God's spirit in my spirit, when it comes to making a decision, if I just have no peace at all, mm-hmm. God may be saying, pump the brakes. Right. So there are ways that, that God does reveal himself yeah. and speaks to us uh, and orders our steps. That's good. Yeah. That's really It's not good. all. Just remember, don't try to grasp God with five natural senses. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. So then um, leading into that, that, you know, Maybe, maybe somebody has been kind of struggling through their life with um, different, different patterns of sin, um, and they're recognizing that they, they want to step out of those things. Um, how, how does one get out of a pattern of sin? That's the question? The question is right, right there. How, how does one get out of a pattern of sin? That's a really good question. Because I, I think the, a pattern of sin or a habit, probably the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just a, it's a bad habit. It's destructive. Yeah. All sin is, is destructive. Right. So how do we get out of a pattern of sin? Um, I think, I, think I, I could suggest three things. Number one, repentance. Yeah. 
But could we clarify something here? Because people often confuse confession of sin with repentance. Okay. Then how do you define repentance? Repentance is a turning away. Okay. It's a turning away from something. Right. Repentance is not confessing my sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the Bible say? Confess your sins. God will, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Right. Okay. That's confessing. I need forgiveness. So I confess. But after confession, repentance is needed. Yeah. I have to turn. In fact, it's really a 180-degree turn. Yeah. I have. And stop already with the devil made me do it. Crap. Nonsense. Right. It's too late. Most of the word already came out. <laughs> no, no, no. The, 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 the devil can't make anybody do anything. Because right. I'll tell you what, if he could make us do anything, you wouldn't be here today. Right. I wouldn't be here today. Right. He'd have us in some cesspool somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needle stuck in our arm or, uh, you know, jumping off a bridge. If the devil could make us do anything, nobody would be in church on Sunday. That's for sure. All right. So the devil doesn't make you do it. You have enough will power in you to turn away from sin yeah. and turn to Jesus. And you know how I know that? You remember the remember that crazy lunatic from, from Gadara, the man in the land of the Gadarenes? Okay. Remember the story? Yeah. Do you think just, he really remembers? I'm nodding my head and agreeing okay, okay. with you. And that's all and then, that we could have played it off. And, and you had to call me five. out like that. So Jesus shows up. This guy lives in the tombs. Okay, now I'm with you. You remember? Yeah, yeah. And remember he was, they could, even when they chained him up, he would break the chains. Yep. And he would cut himself. Yep. See, cutting is not new. Yeah. It's been happening for ages. He was, he was possessed with many demons, the mm-hmm. Bible says. It leads him. And I, to, to approve that I know where you're going with this, he broke free of the chains out of the caves and ran to Jesus. I love this part. Mm-hmm. And it says, when Jesus showed up, oh, wow, I got goosebumps all over me. <laughs> uh, when Jesus showed up, he ran to Jesus and worshiped him. Hmm. I don't care how much control it feels like the devil has of your life. He is not so much in control that you can't turn to Jesus and worship him. Yeah, that's really good. Nobody's as bad off as this out-of-control lunatic, mm-hmm. demon-possessed man. This is, this is the same man who's, when, when they say, um, who are you? He says, we are legion for we yeah, are many. We are I, I am legion for we are many, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Full of demons. Uh-huh. Full of demons. And, and to, to prove your, to, to further your point here is that this isn't just a man who was a little messed up. This wasn't just a man that was oh, a little oh, skewed. Oh, oh, this oh, was a man oh. who was possessed by a legion of demons. Um, I, there, there's scholars that will talk about what legion actually means. Um, but what does it mean? They compare it to military terms. And I, I can't say the exact number, but we're talking minimum like a hundred when wow. we're saying de- wow. when we're saying wow. legion wow. here. Wow. Um, there's you, you could find on the internet a little bit more accurate than that. But when we're saying legions, it's a military term refer- referring to a large amount of people there. Because think about it: when he cast the demons out, they went into a herd of swine, and right. they all ran over the hill. Exactly. This guy didn't have a few issues. He was tore up from the floor up. I mean, he was messed up. Yeah. My point is, is that even the control that the devil had in his life, there still was his will that was not, he was not robbed of his will. Right. He still ran to Jesus, fell at his feet and worshiped him. 
That's good. So no matter what sin we're caught up in, no matter how bad the habit, Mm -hmm. how entrenched the pattern is, we still have enough of our will to turn from the grave he was in, the cutting he was doing, and turn to Jesus. See, repentance is not feel sorry, try harder, do better. It's turning away from your sin and turning to Jesus and letting him realign your whole heart and life by his cross. Yeah. Repentance is not confessing, well, I need to repent of my sin. People think, well, I got to go to the altar and ask forgiveness. Not the same. Right. Not the same. And preachers use them interchangeably, and we shouldn't. That's really good. We confess our sin. That's asking forgiveness. Repentance, that's our choice mm-hmm. to turn like my chair here. Okay, I'm looking at you. Right. Repentance is I'm turning from you. All the way around, 180. 180, and turn the other direction. It's yeah. going the other direction. That's and good. you cannot, people say, well, we shouldn't talk about repentance. Well, you cannot amputate repentance from the gospel message. Right. And and whenever, there, there's a, let me tell you what, this isn't just about some um, ungodly, worldly people. There are people in the church. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the church is for. Hurting, broken, wounded people. For sure. Somebody's calling me. Too popular over here. I guess. (laughs) Um, People even in the church that find themselves, bro, in patterns of sin. Yeah. Um, Bad habits. Yeah. That are destructive. But you know what? God has given you enough will to repent. What's that mean? Turn. Okay. How do I turn? Turn away from the sin. You might say, well, okay, tell me what your bad habit is. Okay, so let's say the bad habit is I go to the club on every Friday night. I go to the club. I end up getting drunk. Well, don't go to the club. I can't help it. The devil made me do it. Nonsense. Nonsense. So to say just repent and turn away, not enough. Right. So let's walk a little further. How do you get out of a pattern or habits of sin? Develop new habits. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not involved in a faith community, that's your first problem. Yeah. We're trying to do this Christian life on our own, and life is hard, and it's tough, and so we need to do life, hate to coin a phrase, we need to do this Christian life with other believers. So if you always went to the club on Friday night, uh, don't go this Friday and go to a life group. Right. But repentance means turning, a 180 turn, and how do we do that? Well, we change our behavior. Yeah. We develop new habits. That are glorifying to God. That are glorifying to God. That sounds so spiritual. Thanks. But I that try are every once in a while. At least healthy. Right. If there are some destructive habits, well, I'm I, I'm drinking too much. Mm-hmm. I'm eating too much. That's a destructive habit. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, because more Christians would identify with that one. Mm-hmm. All right. And we have to care for our temple. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to, but that's a rabbit trail. I don't want to go down. Um, Whether it's drink too much, I'm eating too much. Well, then (laughs) stay out of the Oreo aisle. Right. You know, or don't pick up another bottle of wine. Right. Well, I I, want to do that, Pastor Russ. And hey, Pastor Ruben, I really want to do that, but I just find myself caving and giving in. Okay. Here's the third thing. We need some accountability in our life. Right. How are you positioning yourself to succeed? If Very good. 
if you are if you go to ShopRite with your list and you say these are the things that I'm going to buy and I'm going to go to these aisles exclusively, um, when you pass the cookie aisle, you're <laughs> not you're not tempted. You have to you you go buy faster or whatever it is, or you take the long way around the grocery store and pass all the frozen meats, and so you're not even close to that aisle. Whatever you got to do in order to make sure you're checking off your list and you're not going down the aisle that you are trying to avoid. And so you're setting up the right patterns. And then, you, you know, to your point, take somebody with you, you know, take somebody with you, <laughs> take somebody or, with you. or if they can't go with you. So let's say, uh, whether it's the cookie aisle or the ice cream aisle, right. Um, and, and nothing wrong with cookies and ice cream, but, but what you're talking about is overindulgence. I have tonight dough in my refrigerator that I probably will eat tonight. But we're talking about overindulgence, uh, is what you're talking about. Right. And if you can't take somebody with you say, you know what? I'll call you say, Russ, I'll call you. When I'm right. done, and I'm gonna say, "Okay, bro, what'd you buy?" Show me your receipt. <laughs> Show me your receipt. Show me your receipt. When it comes to how do I get out of a pattern of sin, we only have two minutes left, and we're gonna wrap this thing up. Right. How do I get out of a pattern of sin? Number one, you do have the willpower to repent. Yeah. And that's turn from and turn to. Yeah. Turn from the destructive habit. Turn to. How do I do that? Well, change some of the habits from destructive to healthy habits. Yep. And if you still have trouble, put an accountability partner in your life. Yep. And if it's overeating, I mean, another thing is, and, and, and you know what? Maybe it's not ice cream. Maybe it's not Oreos. Maybe I just keep pile, you know, don't eat till you're full, not till the food's gone. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just tastes so good. We just keep. <laughs> so we're talking about overindulgences. Um, and maybe we need an accountability partner that says, how are you doing with your new patterns of yeah. what your weekend behavior look like. Right. But I really think, how do you get out of a pattern of sin? This is a so relevant question because even people sitting in the pews have found themselves with unhealthy habits. Because you can have a pattern of sin and still love Jesus. There's just an area of your life that you haven't surrendered over to him. Say it again. That you can still... You can still have a pattern. You can have a pattern of sin in your life and still love Jesus. There's just a part of your life that you haven't surrendered over to him yet. So is there forgiveness? Yes. For sure. But repentance is needed. Yeah. How do I get out of a pattern of sin? Repent. Turn from this. Turn to Jesus. Correct. And you do have the willpower. Because if the man in the land of the Gadarenes, if he had enough full of demons, had enough willpower to to run from his dwelling place right. to Jesus. Right. So do you, so do I. Yeah. Repent, new habits to replace. Old habits. And accountability. Yep. I think if we have nobody walking this journey with us, I heard somebody say one time, there's, there's some real dangerous place, dangerously tired and dangerously alone. Hmm. When we're really tired I owe myself. <laughs> I deserve this. Yeah. Dangerously tired and dangerously alone. And too many Christians are dangerously alone. Yeah. And they indulge in bad habits and nobody knows. And they try to fight the battle on their own. Yeah. Hey, we need each other. That's good. And the perfect segue there is that our life groups start next, yeah. next week. 
we're kicking off this, get in the life group yeah we're kicking off this new message series called Goliath Must Fall Goliath yeah talk about it it's all about um, defeating the giants that are in our lives and um, it's going to be a really phenomenal uh, message series that we're going through uh, we'll be talking about different stuff on Sunday and then go into even more content and deeper content in your life groups throughout the weeks so we have life groups that meet Monday through Friday um, so they're in homes uh, we have all over all, all around us and our surrounding areas and we have a whole bunch that meet here on campus as well um, we'd love to get you plugged into any yes. of these you know we tell you that you have Monday through Friday we have groups Monday through Friday so yep. you are you are really without excuse unfortunately for you um, <laughs> hey, that sounds like Romans uh, the verse I yeah, read hey, um, tie it all together but we would love for you to get connected in this it's an amazing place for you to grow in community we're talking about you know how how do we how, how, why doesn't God reveal himself? And then we talk about, you know, asking, you know, wanting God to answer these things, just like the verse that you read earlier, that there is, there's wisdom and counsel. And so you can get that counsel there. Yeah. If you're looking for that community and you're looking for that accountability, that is also there. Um, we so true. We didn't get to touch on it, but um, on if you're looking to, how do I discern the will of God? How, you know, what is the will of God for this direction? Um it's a great place to be able to dissect those types of questions and be able to dive into that. Um, there's times for us to just talk about what we're struggling with, what we're dealing with, what we're going yeah. through, and what God wants to do in those situations, in those circumstances. And so join a life group. And guess what? You'll find people with either a similar or a different struggle. Yeah. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. For sure. Thanks, Pastor Ruben. Go to flcnj.org if you want to sign up for yeah. one of those groups. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you. Hey, Mother's Day is going to be awesome here at Fountain of Life. Yeah. Two worship experiences here at 9 and 11. We hope you'll join us, and we hope you'll join us again next week, Thursday, 4 o'clock, Conversations with Russ. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks so much. Peace. I love Again. doing that. We hope I you enjoy Conversations with Pastor Russ, <laughs> Senior Pastor at the Fountain of Life in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. Thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station.